Hello and welcome to the Pure Championship podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by none other than Arbroath super striker, Joel Nubley. Joel, it's fantastic to have you on the show. How are you feeling today? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. And, uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So no, I'm good. Excellent. So let's start then. You joined Arbroath this summer on loan from Livingston. Almost immediately, you want a name that was maybe too familiar with fans up here in Scottish football. What? What was the kind of thinking behind that move to Arbroath? Was that always part of the plan? Were there other clubs interested in you? Um, yeah, no, to be fair, I did kind of know from the start that um, I was going to go get sent out on loan. The manager, Davey, was honest from the get-go. He did tell me that he kind of had strikers ahead of me um, who were kind of in his plans already because I was originally in his plans. The whole chance of me even getting signed was kind of out the blue, so it was like a trial from an ex-player who just kind of put in a word. So he said, go out on loan, get experience, and uh, if you do well, we'll see by January how you're doing. And to go out both, as they're the only part-time team, he wanted me to stay stay into training with Livingston and still be involved in how he wants football to be played. So it kind of went hand-to-hand. And obviously the year before, Jack Hamilton went there, and he done really, really well, so... Kind of got a relationship with, with Dick, so just said, yeah, Arbroath needs a striker and we're going there. And I didn't have no clue about Arbroath really that much, so I just said, all right, cool, let's go. So how how are you finding it then, kind of splitting your time between two clubs? This is something that's happened to a few of our previous interviews who've been loanies. Yeah. Do you find it kind of difficult trying to stay focused on Livingston when you know that you've got to be focusing on Arbroath at the same time? How how are you finding that balance? Uh. I'll say now I've got, gotten used to it, to be fair. Well, see, I, I, I am a Livingston player, but I'm on loan to Arbor, so my full attention in terms of Saturdays is on Arbor because I just want to do well for them. So I'm not at Livingston acting like I'm not part of their plans or I'm not part of the team. All the boys treat me the same. The staff treat me the same. I go in there and do my best there, do my best at Arbor, but obviously on the Saturday... I want to win every game for our both. So, for, to be fair, it's not really a struggle for myself. I just go by it, kind of normal now. Yeah, no, that's, that's understandable. So, like you say, our bro for the only kind of part-time team, you're training maybe a night or two a week. Yeah. And are you finding that that quite difficult? Is that something you've you've done in the early years of your career? Yeah, no, to be fair, before uh, last season, I was down south. I was, part, I was in part-time football, so. It's only been the last two years when I've been in full time. So going back to it, I was like, I remember these days. I remember having work and finishing work, go home, don't even have time to relax, go straight to training. So no, like for me, it's easy. I love football, so any chance I get to play football is, doesn't really bother me. But now yeah. the weather's kind of getting cold. So <laughs> well, that that's our bro for you. That that's that leads <laughs> nicely to ask you. How have you found playing at our bro, which is? From a fan's perspective, anyway, one of the coldest stadiums, I think, on yeah. earth. It is always cold, no matter when you go. It could be 200 degrees and yeah. it would still be freezing. How how do you find it playing there? It's obviously quite well known for its windy conditions. Oh, wind, yeah, to be fair, I'll say it's only been the last two games where I'm like, okay, like, I understand about the wind. Because before that, like, the weather the was all right. Like, I was waiting for it. It wasn't too windy. But after my first game, one of the stewards told me when it gets to November, December, you're gonna really understand about our both. So, and now, and now we just start in November. So, I don't know if I'll be ready for it. But no, so far it's been alright. Can't, can't, can't really complain. 
And talking of all right, well, I guess it's been more than all right. Your, your spell at our broth, you were named the Championship Player of the Month in September for yeah. your performances on the park. How did that feel being recognised? And obviously, it was a kind of double win for our broth and the manager, Dick Campbell, also got that, the Manager yeah. of the Month award. You know, very good. Because to be fair, I don't even know, um, I, kind of, I want to say I forgot about it, but was it in, uh, was it in my mind? So Dick called me one morning. I'm at Livingston. He calls me in the morning, just like... Uh, Oh, you want to play them up? I'm like, oh, what for our both? He's like, no, no, for the <laughs> league. I'm like, oh, wow. So, and even it wasn't like I was thinking, yeah, I deserve it this month or anything like that. So, now to be recognized uh, for your performances are good. And obviously, at the same time, as a team, we had a good, good month. And like you said, Dick won it as well. Only about his 38th or something like that. He told <laughs> he let us know that he's won so many. So, no, nah, that, was, that, was, that was a very good month for you. Yeah, and no, it feels good. Obviously, when the team's doing well, then individuals always nice. So, no, I was, I was very happy. So, you've touched on Dick there. What is it like working under Dick? I can't imagine you've had any managers quite like Dick Campbell, who's no. well-renowned in Scottish football for being a bit of a character. Yeah, no, I've never had anyone like Dick, but I can't, <laughs> honestly can't say a bad word about him. He's been unbelievable for me. I feel like that's probably the best person I could have gone to on loan, like, he just, from day one, he's made me feel welcome. I felt like I was already part of the team from after the first session. So, and for any player kind of new in a new surrounding, you want to feel settled into a new team. You want to feel, you don't want to feel like you've got to prove yourself, especially coming on loan from a higher team. Probably, probably, people will probably make it seem like you've got to hit the ground running. You've got to be a standout player. But he just said, just come in, just like play your football. You obviously know how to play football. You wouldn't be at Livingston. So just come in and play. Yeah, no, Dick, unbelievable. But character, team talks, I've never been in so many team talks that I laugh. Like, I actually laugh every team talk. I don't understand, so no. That doesn't surprise me. Um, unbelievable. I mean, he is a complete joker yeah. and a very much-loved character in Scottish oh, football. So not surprised. Keeping on the, the kind of topic of our bro, what about the fans? The fans have really warmed to you. You hear the chance of Nubly, Nubly. Yeah ringing around the stands all the time and, and you're certainly giving it back almost every game it seems like you're taking photos with lots and lots of fans how yeah. how, how does that make you feel obviously having that connection and do, obviously giving it back as well I think it's something massively appreciated by the fans especially considering you're a lone player you've not really got any connection to our bro yeah. past potentially January no, so how, how does that make you feel? No, it's wonderful like for me I'd I see fans as a, I don't think I'm any different to, to fans, so I'm just obviously the, the one who's lucky to be playing. So anybody that says anything nice or sends me a nice message, I feel obligated to reply to it. I'm like, it's not like I'm Lionel you know, Messi, like I'm not, I'm not that special. So when fans are chatting... fans would disagree, I think. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, so when fans are chatting, like, and especially after the games, win, lose or draw... If someone wants a picture, I'm going to take a picture with them because that'll, that'll make their day. So I just feel like if I can do some, something nice for them when they're, they're chanting for me, like, I'll, I'll happily do that. So yeah, like, half the time, after games, I don't even I don't even hear Dick's post-game talk in the changing. I'll literally be out in, on a pitch for like 15, 20 minutes. There'll be one kid here. If an, someone sees me go there and the next minute it's like 50 more. But I'm like, I can't do 49 <laughs> when the last one doesn't get it, so I have to do the 50th so yeah but no I love it man the fans have been unbelievable and like he said I'm, I'm a lone player so it's not like I have any previous attachment with the money from that but I feel like 
that's the least they deserve, man. They've been unbelievable. So is that something you've had at previous clubs then, or is yeah. it a bit, bit something new to you? No, to be, I'll say not to this amount of fans. I've never had this amount of fans that chant my name, but every, all my previous clubs, I'll probably say they can't, the fans will probably say I've had a good relationship with them. Because like I said, I just feel like we're equal. So you're just saying something nice to me. The least I could do is reply. So I feel like all my previous clubs still have a good relationship with some of the fans there. They still send me messages now. When they see me do well, they still say, like, like we miss you and that, but they're happy to see that you're doing well. So, yeah, and I just I feel like that's going to be with me, like, at any team I go to or any team I play for, just have a good relationship with fans. Certainly says a lot about you that there's still fans kind of calling for you and, and looking out for you. Um, yeah. So, moving on, um, you're also on loan at Arbor for the season. Yeah. Um, if you haven't done so well, what what's the situation? Has there been talks about you going back to Livingston in January? I'm sure there's some Arbro fans maybe panicking about yeah, the ones yeah. that might come out your mouth. No, to be fair, I like I heard that Davy or Dick hasn't told me you're 100 percent going back. You said obviously there's a chance, and if if you do go back, obviously you go back. If not, so right now I don't know. They've told me just keep just keep playing well until January. You kind of go from there. I think probably about 10, 11 games until Jan. So that's my main focus. I want to, if I do leave, at least leave Livingston in hopefully similar position to where we are now in the league. And I feel like the team's good enough to maintain that and um, do the obligations that the manager wants. So I ain't been told, our both fans, I ain't been told 100% that I'm getting called back. They just said, you're doing well, so just keep going until Jan and we'll talk then. So, and to put you on the spot, what would your preference be? Would you like to oh. see 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 the job through with Arbroath or get back to Livingston and, and kind of test yourself at, uh, in the Premiership? Well, obviously, my, my whole target coming to Scotland was, my, oh, my, in my career, I said, I want to play at the highest level I can play. I don't want to go through my career with any regrets. So, if you get a chance to play SPL, like, if you told any player, you get a chance to play SPL, you can't, not many players will, will, will turn that down, so. If I do get called back, obviously I will be happy and sad at the same time because I feel like I've got such a good relationship with our both in, I don't know, what, two, three months. But if I, if they say you're staying, I would not be mad at all. I will happily stay and hopefully continue. So far, it's been a good start to the season. So, I mean, I'll, for this one, I'm sitting on the fence. Either way, I'm happy, sad, either decision, so... So what, what have you made of the championship then? The league's well-known for its competitiveness. Anyone yeah. can beat anyone. Yeah. Who would you say has been, say, your toughest opponent and who who's kind of impressed you in the league? Uh, I'll say toughest opponent was Rafe Rovers. The way they play, they play wonderful football. And that, the way they play, that's, that's the sort of football I like I like seeing and that team's playing. They're very brave on it. You can see like, their rotation in the field and the forward players all rotate well. We trust each other, so yeah, I'll definitely say they've they've been the toughest opponents, and they've they, they've impressed me too. But there's obviously good players in each team. Every team, like I said, every team can beat everyone. Like we just played on Firmland, and they're they're bottom of the league, but they've got good players in their team. So if they go on to beat a team next game, that would not surprise me because they've got good players. But obviously, we've had a struggle at the start of the season. But yeah, any team can literally beat anyone. So. It's a very competitive league. You seem a lot more confident about the Dunfermline team than I do, my own team, but um, yeah. I'll take that all day long. Yeah. Um, 
So how we we kind of spoke on Rafe Rovers and how you like yeah. how they play. Would you say that suits your style of play? How would you describe your style of play? You're very elegant on the ball for someone very tall, and I think yeah. you'd maybe be categorised by by lazy people as as a target man, someone to just put yeah. the ball up to, but. That's not what you're about. You're a fantastic yeah. dribbler of the ball. Where where's that kind of come from? That's literally from uh, childhood. So my football upbringing, I was at Chelsea from 7 to 14. So that's literally the, you could say, what they taught me football, like the foundations in football. And that's probably why I like how Rafe Rivers played because I was at Chelsea and obviously now look at all the players they've produced, top players they've produced. Like they've got arguably up there with the best academies in the world. So... And over there was just total football. That's all I ever knew as a kid. And in terms of dribbling, that's all they taught. Like just left foot, right foot, in and out of cones every single day. You're doing that eight, nine years old. And you're thinking, why would an eight, nine year old just be going in and out of cones for like an hour? But till this day, like those, those are still things I use. And yeah, that's why I feel like defenders probably, when I got, when I, probably first couple of games, now probably teams know, know me pretty well. But First couple of games, I'm getting the ball to feet. Defenders are dropping off and letting me turn. I'm like, I'll take that all day. <laughs> if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna give me that every game, you're gonna make me look like the best player in the world. So, I'll take that all day. Like you said, most managers just say, just yeah, he's a target man. And to be fair to Dick, Dick, Dick kind of realized early on that I do like taking players on. I'm not, obviously the other side of the game in terms of holding up and being a target. Man, that's perfectly fine. That I'll happily do that, but. I wouldn't want to limit what I'm allowed to do on the pitch because previous managers have tried to do that and just say, just be a target man, flick it on and just run in the box. But I'm like, I'm very comfortable on the ball to feet. I feel like I can, I can play, bring others into play. I like dropping in, getting on the ball and kind of turning and, and taking on players. And to be fair, Dick has just said, in a way, to make it simple, he's guy said, hold the ball up. That's what I require. Everything else, do what you want. So now go on the pitch and just enjoy. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't ask for, for much more than that. So no, definitely can't. For, so, some people may be aware of your brother, Frank, yeah. formerly at West Ham and many other clubs. Yeah. What's What kind of impacts he had on your career? Did his many moves to countries far away kind of inspire you to, to challenge yourself and move outside of England? Yeah, to be fair, because when it's someone like literally from the same household that you grew up in, it's just like a, it puts things into better perspective because him to becoming a pro... Playing, he's played obviously every league, playing the Prem, Champ, League One, League Two. So when you see someone from your same area, literally from the same household, playing the Prem, you're thinking, that's crazy. And obviously at that young age, when I was a bit younger, I didn't really grasp it of what he accomplished at such a young age because now you just see 18-year-olds just play Prem, you think it's kind of normal. But when it's someone that you've grown up with, shared beds with, like played football in the kitchen with and obviously do that, it's just, he's like, many players have, Obviously, other players are idols and inspiration, but he's always, always been mine because we're in the same career path and he's gone in and played at um, every level. So, yeah, him moving around, kind of, I was probably say a year and a half, two years ago, I was kind of saying that looking outside of England isn't such a bad thing because at first you always want to just focus on staying in England, make up the pyramids here. But in the summer, I said, the world's my oyster. Whatever opportunity kind of comes, I'm ready to go because I'm a very confident person. I always believe in my own ability that wherever you put me, eventually I'll get my opportunity and, and, and do well. So, yeah, no, he's, he's been a mass, massive inspiration. 
How often do you tease him about being the best noobly brother in the football park? Now, now I have more of a, I've got more of a leg to stand on. Before, I didn't really have a lot, <laughs> a lot to stand on, but now I can, I can let him know that. I think it's kind of shifting now. That the, the time's kind of shifting. That I'm, I'm a bit better at the moment. So yeah, no, now I can, I can say it a lot more now. Before, I couldn't say anything. So just a few kind of quick questions to wrap things up. Okay. What is the best advice that a coach has given you? Best advice. Best advice, to be fair, this was at, when I was at 21, 22. One coach said, uh, never let a coach take away your strengths. If he tries to take away your strengths, then he's not trying to improve you. So I felt like that, that was very good, especially with how I play. One of my strengths is dribbling and taking on players, but many coaches try to take it away. So he said, if he tries to take it away, he's definitely not trying to improve you. So yeah, no, that was good. Um, so next up then, if you could challenge yourself against one legendary goalkeeper and one legendary defender, who who would you Ooh. pick? Uh, goalkeeper, Peter Schmeichel. Defender. Probably Maldini. That's Maldini. No. I'd back you to beat both. No, I'd back um, myself as well. I'd back myself, <laughs> but it'll be a challenge. Um, so, do you, do you look much into stats? Obviously, football's becoming a more stats-driven game. There's all these yeah. advanced stats, expected goals, expected assists and what have you. Is that something you really care much about or is it, like you say, you just go out and play and what happens, happens? Yeah. Uh, no, to be fair, I like stats, but I don't put too much focus on stats, but I do like stats. I, I, I like read anything involved in football, I'll read it and stuff, but I'm not really a stats person like that but stats are important like you can't take away stats because those are facts like you can't say it don't matter but no i'm not really too too focused on that not too fast so finally then gonna put you on the spot here okay. using players you've played alongside what would your five-a-side team be oh uh what does that just be our both or any 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 a- any Whoever you've played with, I'd imagine there was probably a few good boys in that Chelsea team that that have maybe went on to do something. Yeah, well, boy. Okay, so in goal, damn. It's only really between two. Gats, although he's been unbelievable, so consistent. Or Chris, Chris Haig, who I played with two years ago. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chris Haig. I played him for a whole season. So Chris Haig at the back. Play some good defenders. Mm. Okay, at the back, I'm going. His name is Raheem Richards. I played with him down south. Great centre half. We had a great season as a team. So. Um, in the middle, well, one of the players in the middle has to be McKenna. He's been unbelievable. We've built a we've built a great relationship on the field, off the field. Uh, okay, that's three. I got two more. Wow. Well, you can include yourself if. if I know that's what I'm you. thinking, but there's just so many good players that I'm leaving out. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm including myself because I have to play myself. I have to. We'll win the game with me and the team. So. <laughs> Myself and last one. Uh, 
whole wow, so many good girls. And one of my other strike partners down south, name's Femi Yakawande, great player. So that's my five. I felt like I've left out so many good players, man. I hope they don't see this because I'm going to get grilled. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, that's my five side team. Great team. Probably be undefeated. Well, I've, well, maybe somehow one day we'll put that day. to the test. One but, day. but until then, thank you very much for your, for your time, Joe. Um, you've given fantastic insight and I just want to say all the best for the rest of the season. We hope at the Pure Championship podcast you're in the championship for the remainder of the season. We've loved watching you, even if you have scored a few goals against Mad Dunfermline. <laughs> we'll, we'll put that to the side. We've loved watching you. Um, so, so just all, all the best and hopefully... Hopefully keep seeing you do well. Cheers, man. Thank you. Thank you so much.